Hey guys, it's Mike at Narcoleptic Customs Podcast. Ooh, big mouthful. Uh, episode 41, continuing with the Rocky Mountain Race Week stories. Uh, I'm going to tell the story of day two, and then Dino Cardella is going to tell us the story of Hot Carl, their uh, late 70s Pontiac Ventura, to honor their buddy Carl that they met on the 2014 Hot Rod Drag Week. All right, guys, so we were up at 540 in the morning um, <laughs> to get showered and ready for day two, uh, which was headed to Topeka. I was up till three the night before because I was editing edited, editing whew, a, uh, a day one video trying to get it out um, for the YouTube followers that were going. So obviously we were super tired all day. Uh, it's 215 miles to Topeka. One thing that blew me away, and I guess it's probably just because I've never, I haven't had the chance to just really drive 50 miles an hour and just cruise and be patient and relaxed. Um, the skies in, and roads in Oklahoma and Kansas from Tulsa to Topeka were amazing. We were on a lot of two-lane um, very little four-lane interstate. Uh, if you jump over to our YouTube channel and watch the day two video, I don't know if it comes through as pretty as it was. It was amazing. It was just super flat, open. Um, everything was going great. It was really, really, really pretty. Um, but on large bumps, because of the weight in the cart, uh, in the back and the extra tires and things like that, we were dragging uh, the rear tires. So we would hit a big bump, it would scrape the tire. Not a big deal in the beginning because we thought, oh, okay, we'll just drive a little slower, we'll be easier on it, things like that. But as the day went on, um, we were getting on worse and worse roads and started hearing this a lot more often. So I began to get a little concerned that we were going to blow a tire. So we stopped at a, at a couple different gas stops, obviously, throughout the day. And uh, we had the spare tires in the back seat. And so we got to Topeka and thought, okay, the whole purpose of the spare tires is in case we had a blowout, but it was also to lower the weight and lower the, or raise the gear ratio. Cause we have four thirties in the cart. So we thought going from a 31 to like a 28 inch tall tire would help maybe uh, create some wheel speed, faster ET, lower weight, things like that, right? Uh, the second part of that was it would also create some body clearance for the tires. Well, it did the body clearance. <laughs> we made three passes. Uh, best pass of the day was a 15 to 17, which best pass of day one was 15 to 57. So we dropped by four hundredths of a second, you know, not very, not very much difference in that time, <laughs> but it did get us in the right direction and we didn't have to worry about uh, body clearance issues anymore. So we were pretty antisocial uh, through the day because we were so tired. It was literally Dustin and I, was, like we just sat under the tent and were in and out of sleep most of the day. Running in unlimited class, I run, they call all the cars to the lanes in groups of classes. So we run very last. So we didn't actually make our first pass till after four o'clock or something like that. It was really, really late in the day. 
And up until then, I was pretty grumpy. Um, but just before our pass, Eric of Destroyer1320 uh, channel on YouTube and Dan IT Guy, they came by and they had just gotten in from Phoenix. Uh, and him and I had been talking a little bit before about how we need to meet and uh, he's road weekend. And so I was, uh, he met up with us. We talked for a minute, introduced each other. Uh, they gave me some great tips on the YouTube channel, which I certainly appreciate. And we've seen some increase in our video views from them and uh, how it comes up in search histories and things like that. Uh, so that kind of helped get my adrenaline up a little bit because uh, literally I was almost asleep when he walked up. Um, and then that got it up. Then we were called to the lanes. And after that, we I was ready to go. I literally completely a different person. We didn't eat lunch until two o'clock, didn't have breakfast. I was not in a good situation before. So make our passes, load up, leave the 301 crew. We're like, hey, we're going to the hotel to go to sleep. On the way to the hotel, we stop at Walmart. First time to actually get and buy some groceries because like if you don't eat during the day, there's problems that you're going to have. Like I get grumpy uh, and you just, you're not going to have a good experience. So that is my number one tip. And all the people that were on the Rocky Mountain Race Week prep stuff said that beforehand to eat as often as you can. And I did not uh, take that into account. So we go to Walmart, we pick up a bunch of groceries, I buy some beer. When we get back to the hotel, I start editing a video. It's probably 10 o'clock. Start editing a video. Uh, 301 guys come in at like 11. I take the beer down to them. I didn't even drink one of the beers because I was so tired and I was getting really close to the end of the day two video. So I was trying to get it and get it edited and things like that. This creates the second problem. <laughs> so I get to where, so I didn't plug the computer in for the editing. I should have, I know, but I didn't. So I edit the video. It was a quick edit, 30 minutes, save it gonna go to load it up, right? As I'm opening YouTube and getting the Wi-Fi and everything set up for the hotel, the computer shuts down. Well, this is like midnight, maybe one. It was almost one. So for the next hour, I fight with the computer to get hooked back up to the internet. Well, I finally get it to, to do so. I have to resave it because it almost was done saving. So I resave the video. That takes like 30 freaking minutes. So I lay down during that time. So I'm like, all right, one o'clock, I'm gonna lay down. Computer says 30 minutes. I'm gonna lay down for 30 minutes, try and get some sleep, get back up, save it to YouTube, lay back down while it's uh, loading to YouTube. Well, 30 minutes turns into 45 minutes. Uh, I wake up, finish like getting everything prepared for YouTube, uh, can't get on to the Wi-Fi for the hotel. So <laughs> uh, end up going to sleep and was like, fine, I'll just get up at four and I'll load it that way because I'll have a clearer head because I'll have slept for two or three hours. Do that, get it all set up, lay back down while it, the 30 minutes it takes to save to YouTube. I mean, it was like this crazy thing. So then here I am on three or four hours of sleep going into day three. So that's my day two story. It was freaking nuts, but I loved every single minute of it. So, all right, I won't bore you with that anymore. I will let Dino tell his story. Here we go.
right, guys. Just before we get into Dino's story, uh, he does leave out one guy uh, at the end there where he's naming through the crew that came with him. Uh, it was Bob Uphouse, and uh, so we definitely wanted to make sure he was included. So we're going to put his ass at the first of it. So here we go. Here's here's their story. All right, guys. Uh, I know I say that you're in luck every time we have a guest, but you really are today. Uh, we have Dino Cardella out of Manhattan, Kansas, that just completed Rocky Mountain Race Week with us. Uh, I, well, I don't know if we completed it, as you would say. We raced every track but Great Bend. I don't, and you'll tell us where all you went and the times you made and all that kind of stuff um, as we go along. But Dino has a super cool story. They met a gentleman named Carl on the 2014 Drag Week. And uh, I'll let him tell the story of how the Ventura came about and how it relates to Carl and how everything comes together and how car people are awesome to each other. And, uh, and we'll, so let's get into that story. Dino, tell us kind of like how long you've been into cars and then let's just get right into Rocky Mountain Race Week 2.0 and the story. Hey, Mike, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, and basically, man, uh, you know, I, my, I bit, I got bit by the car bug like a long time ago when I was a kid. I, I want to say that I, uh, you know, Smokey and the Bandit was, was a big movie in, in, in for me when I was a kid. I mean, I loved Trans Ams. I really did. And, and actually, uh, I want to say my first hot rod, so to speak, was a 1979 Trans Am that had a 403 Olds. And boy, wow. did I, that, boy, did I think that thing was a cool car and, uh, it wasn't, <laughs> it was, it was, it was an emission car. It was slow, you know, but man, I tell you what, it had T-tops and, and it was cool to take T-tops and cruise around and, and, and stuff like that. But, you know, I had to, I eventually hit a deer with that car and oh. I kind of cheaped out getting it fixed and things just didn't go right and it was starting to rust out. So I had to just go ahead and, and get rid of it. So and then <laughs> at that point I bought a 98 Ford Taurus. Don't, don't disconnect me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a pretty dark time for me. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, we, you know, we, in, we, in, we, what year was that? What year was the, like that you owned that Taurus? It was a 98. So it was, I want to say it was 2000 when I bought I mean, it. I think it was a couple years old. So, right. I mean, so here's the thing. A V6 Taurus of that age made 200 and something, probably 225 horsepower. It was probably pretty fast for its day. Now, it, we, we won't hold it against you. We'll lie and tell everybody that it was an SHO. <laughs> that, that'd be great. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, you know, I, uh, I, I work road construction, man, and, and things really started popping on my end. You know, I was getting a lot of hours and stuff like that, and things were going really good. And, and I ended up, uh, I ended up, uh, I think it was 2000, 2001 when I picked up my 98 Trans Am. Uh, it's black, and uh, it, it's just a cool car. And, and I had it for about six months or so, and I really loved it. And I met one of my friends on Drag Week that was with us, and he was on there on 2014, Kevin Fangman, and he was actually the one that got me going to these Drag Week events. And I met him at the local bar, and we were talking about my car and everything, and then that, that mod bug hit me hard, man. I mean, we started doing all sorts of stuff, and 
and it just snowballed from there. And uh, the first drag week I went on was 2012. Um, we had a really good time. Uh, we we just we me Gary Visser, Kevin Fangman, Bob Lash. Uh, I'm trying to think of 12 that first year. I don't know if Dustin was with us then or not, but uh, you know that, that more or less got my feet wet. I made the uh, I made the quick 32 that year. Uh, I actually got my picture in in the Holy Bible hot rod and hot That's rod awesome. magazine. So yeah, that, I was I was pretty stoked about that. So uh, you know everything was cool, man. Uh, I got knocked quickly out of the because the the quick 32. You know they had the bracket race at the end with all the, all the cars, they set up a bracket and I got my butt handed to me there. One of those bracket races gave it to me good. And so I was out quickly in the first round, but, uh, you know, fast forward to 2014 and, uh, we went on our second drag week that year and we trying to think where we met Carl at. I think it was on our second stop. We were, we actually stayed the night at Kevin's, uh, we stayed the night at Kevin's folks' house that night. The next morning, we were getting up, and then we went to the gas station to get fuel. And uh, this weird dude, I mean weird, he pulls up in this, I want to say it's like a 94, 95 white Caprice Classic, kind of like the cop car, you know? I mean, and we're getting fuel, you know, just kind of, you know, no big deal. It's early in the morning, not really, not really paying attention. This guy screeches to a stop right in front of us gets out, walks over to me, and I don't know about you, but I got a bubble, 18 inches when somebody, especially with somebody I don't know. And yeah. he was like right up in my grill, man. He was like, duh, 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 duh. you guys are on drag week. Duh, 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 duh. I'm lost. I don't know where the hell I'm at. Can I follow you guys? I'm like, yeah, sure, dude. Okay. You know, <laughs> and, and that's, and that was the first time we had an interaction with Mr. Carl Warner. And, uh, that's awesome. He, he, he followed us to the track, and the whole time, you know, I'm like, man, this guy's weird as shit, you know, I don't know if we want to <laughs> keep hanging out, out with, with this dude. dude. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we got to the track, and, you know, and he was an extremely close talker, his his social interactions were a little bit weird and off, and I'm just like, man, you know, I, I don't know about this, you know, and all the guys, all the other guys in the group, they're just like, you know, uh, Gary, Dustin, and Bob, and and all them, they're just like, man, I don't know if this is a good idea or not. Okay. I said, all right. I said, here's what we'll do. I said, we'll just go ahead and kind of, when we peel out of here, we'll kind of get going and just see if he keeps up and maybe he'll get behind and, you know, you know, maybe we'll catch him at yep. the next track or whatever. Maybe not. That didn't happen. This guy followed us like a honey badger after a pop tart, dude. I mean, this <laughs> guy ran people off the road. He's I mean, like he friends. Not, yes, he, that's exactly what he did. He would not, he, we couldn't shake him. And at that point, you know, I'm just like, well, man, we might as well just, you know, hey, he's, he's yep. one of us. Our, he's one of us now. And uh, he was, just, <laughs> I, I just, he, his mannerisms and, and stuff were just so weird. And, and, and the more I got to know the guy, you know, after 2014 and stuff, and, and I, and I, I kind of realized, you know what, cause his, he lived, he, he lived in Sterling, Colorado. He lived by himself for several years. He had this gigantic shop where he would work on stuff, tinker on things. Uh, he had several race cars in there, you know, but he, he just, he, 
he didn't have any family. He, he, his friends were kind of here, there and everywhere. And, you know, and that's, and that's, you know, that, that, that's who Carl was. And, uh, you know, he, he was just a great guy, man. I mean, and one thing that, that, uh, that kind of, well, I wouldn't say bothers me, but one thing I wish I could really take back over the whole situation is, and in 2014, I mean, work was really hard. I was, I was a asphalt foreman at the time and I was just busy all the time. I just didn't have any time. And, and Carl would always call, like if, if it wasn't every Sunday, it was definitely the next Sunday. So every two weeks I'd hear from Carl on the phone. He was like, Man, That's you awesome. To, you need to come up and we need to go. Cause he, he was big into uh, outdoor sports, you know, hunting and, and, shooting and stuff like that and I'm like you know I need to get up there it just worked never allowed it and I never had enough time in the winter time to get up there and see him mm -hmm. so, about I want to say it was I don't know if it was 2016 right at the right at the end of the year might have been in November December um, I had a little shakeup at work and I was no longer being an asphalt boss. I was uh, just running equipment, took a little step back at work and uh, it was really much needed on my end. And I was just like, you know what? I said, I'm, I'm going to be laid off here in the next couple of months. I think I'm going to go up there and, and spend some time with Carl. That's awesome. And, yeah. It, and, 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 and I thought it was going to work out good, but Carl never really did tell me what he was struggling with. And that was lung cancer. And, uh, when, when I finally got up there to see him, I didn't really know how bad the situation was. And, uh, one of his neighbors actually contacted me and gave me the heads up and he goes, man, you're, you need to prepare yourself for what you're going to see. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, Carl's not in good health. Like, oh shit. So when I went up there to see him, he wasn't, um, you know, he was, he was on the losing end of, of, and cancer was getting him pretty bad. Dang. And it, it just sucked seeing him like that, man. So, so when I finally had the time to go see him, he was, you know, it was right on the tail end of his, his life. And, you know, and there, and there's a little bit of guilt that I carry with that, but, you know, instead of, instead of, uh, you know, instead of going out and having fun and stuff like that, you know, I, I was more or less helping him with his estate. You know, he Dang. had amassed all this wealth and, and, and items. And I just, I, I can't even go into some of the stuff that he owned. Mm -hmm. I mean, just a, a firearms collection that you wouldn't believe car parts, you name it. I mean, just, you, you, I mean, he was, he was very, he was very, he, he only got good stuff too. He didn't buy junk. He bought. Wow. That's awesome. All, and, it, and it was, it, it just, I, I was taken back by all the stuff that he had. And I'm like, Carl, what are we going to do? He goes, well, this is, this is, I need you to help me call all my friends. And, and I, I want to disperse all this. And so that's what we did. I was with him for three weeks and I helped him with his estate. You wow. Know? So for for the two years between fourteen and sixteen, you guys talked every week or every other week for sure. Yeah, we would we would probably I would say an hour or two on the phone every weekend. You know, wow, and that's it, pretty it, cool. It, 
and it wasn't necessarily about car you know we would discuss politics we would discuss uh you name it just you, you know, discussed politics stuff. and stayed friends wow that's just, we did we did we kind of had somewhat the same views i mean <laughs> oh, he was more hardcore republican i'm kind of a libertarian so we we could kind of agree to disagree without being upset at each other you know? yeah, there you and, go and that's one thing that i think people really need to especially nowadays man people can't agree to disagree anymore you know it's oh, either I, yeah. i'm right or you're right and that and that's that's really a shame because that's there's we shouldn't let this stuff divide us and that's what they're doing well you know, and the doing. the great thing about car folks is like I, other than the i think probably the last or next to last driver meeting i didn't hear anything about politics it was so nice and like you know, my Facebook feed anymore is nothing but car stuff, especially after race week. I mean, cause like all the friends I made and stuff like that. So it's, uh, it's pretty nice. And it was really nice to be in that bubble of, of no politics. No, ha I mean, everybody was car was our religion and politician that week. Exactly. I, I can't agree more, man. I mean, normally I start my day, I'll, I'll bring up one of the news services and I'll look what lie they're telling <laughs> today you know <laughs> and, and and you know i'll start my day off that way well i didn't do that on on race week you know i got on facebook and i saw what people were saying and stuff like that and i tell you what i felt a lot better you know yeah. instead, of, yep. instead of reading all the hate and discontent and everything yep. else. So, yeah that's i completely agree so so you help him with that so get us from 2016 to then putting the the hashtag hot carl car together for the 2020 event well that's that's probably a story i need to tell right now <laughs> according, <laughs> according to according to adam <laughs> the announcer he put that little blurb on facebook about all the messages and everything that he was getting and i really i mean i i haven't heard for sure but i'm pretty sure that's the reason why 1320 probably didn't give us a video a shot oh that. man and, and and that's fine you know and, and we discussed this. We, we talked about this before we put the car on race week, you know, is that maybe we should change the nickname. And I'm like, man, I said, you know, it's history. I mean, this is what we mm -hmm. talked about when, when Carl was, cause that's, that's, that's what goes back to the nickname of the car. Excuse me. The nickname of the car goes back to when we were on our handheld radios and he was literally running people off the road to stay up with our group. And we're like, we would get on the radio and say, oh, man, Carl's coming in hot. And then that's just everybody started laughing. You know, and, it just, and it just snowballed from there. So and that's and that's what we called him. I mean, that's what we call it. I mean, Carl was hot Carl at that point. That's what we called him. And that's then, awesome. of course, you know, one of the guys is like, um, you need to look at this Internet little lingo or whatever. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, so somebody on the internet's gonna ruin it every time. Exactly, exactly, and that's and that's not what the car is about. That's not what at angle I'm trying to shoot for or anything like that. I'm not trying to gross anybody out. This is this is what we called him in friendship, and that's why I named the car that way. And that's I just funny. people people need to know that because it's, right. it's not like I'm some well, big troll trying to get this name out there so people yeah, are. Sitting to uh to take i haven't even looked it up so you don't want to do it <laughs> even on my work right computer now, is what you're saying yeah, huh? it's it's not it's, it's disgusting yeah yeah but, but anyway it's, it does it has nothing to do with that it has everything to do with my friends and that's that's what we knew him as and it's unfortunate that some 
bad person made up these little yep. lingo that people think that and, and that's that's where we're at so. yep but anyway um so so carl had the ventura and we would always talk about it he was like uh fuel injection wasn't his game you know and uh he was having some issues there with the programming and stuff like that and and uh, we would always talk about it you know and at the time you know i have i have uh jeff mathis that, that tunes all my cars he's in topeka and uh, he, he tuned the ta and he also tuned hot carl and uh, i kept telling carl i said well you know he can't bench tune but if we can get your car down to him you know he can do something and, well it just never materialized and carl wasn't that far along with the car anyway but uh when when I went up to look at when I went up there to see him and I looked at it then, Carl had a hard time trying to figure out what he wanted to do with the car. One week or two, or one month, he would think, okay, I'm going to build something for gas mileage or reliability. The next week, it would be, hey, I'm trying to make something to go fast, and he would go back and forth with that, and that's what he did with the car. So uh, I'll give you an example. The car had was it two seventy three gears? Yeah, it had he had a uh, a strange nine inch fab rear end. I mean, he spent good money on that rear end, man. I mean, it's wow. nice, strange iron case, nod nodular iron case, uh, center section, and he had two seventy three gears in it. I'm just like Carl, what are you trying to do? You know, oh, oh, you're gas mileage, and so you're making a. 15 second car you know i mean what and right. uh, what what else did he do he he had he had a torque the, converter the other, the other side of that too is like you know a nine inch is super heavy and the ring and the ring gear is heavy like if you're building for gas mileage you're not gonna need a 2000 horsepower capable nine inch rear axle you know <laughs> Exactly. And that's what that's what a lot of his friends would tell him there in Colorado. And I'd also say it too. I said, Carl, you're spending a lot of money to go slow. And boy, that would get him mad. <laughs> He's like, well, it's not about what you want. It's what I want. I said, okay, man. Hey. But, uh, you know, another example, he, he, uh, he had, uh, I'm trying to think, it's PTC torque converters. I, I think mm -hmm. that's right. Yep. He had them make him a torque converter and the stall was like a 2300 something like that is like just maybe a little bit above a stock stall i'm just like carl you know you, you, that doesn't work you know you need to have a little higher stall he's like oh no, 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 no. so so it's just in and then the next week you know he would buy a uh, uh, coil over double adjustable uh shocks for the front of the car you know i mean like race capable front suspension but make a car that's just it's just they're you know and it, I don't know, you know, he, 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 he might've been fighting a lot of, of second thoughts, you know, he was just like yep. one week, Hey, I'm going to do this one week, do that. So well, that's kind of what we inherited with the car. So, well, and what, what happens a lot of times, like if somebody doesn't have like a definite end goal for that car, like I want to go 11s, this is what I need to go 11s. You know, then it's like, Oh, what's this new shiny over here? And if they have disposable income, they can go buy a new shiny and throw it on. Oh, well, that's completely wrong. Okay, well, I'll go buy this new shiny, and that'll make it different, you know. And so, yeah, I see that a ton in uh, when we're setting projects up and talking to projects with with customers and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that and that's that's really what what we what we 
what happened on our end. We, we inherited a car that he just couldn't make up his mind what he wanted to do. And uh, when he gave me the car, and it was, it was before, I want to say it was probably a few weeks. No, it was a few months before he passed. You know, he's like, man, he goes, I want you to take this thing. I want you to go on drag week with it. And I'm like, Carl, you know, are you sure? He goes, yes, I, I want you and, and, and Kevin. And I mean, he rattled everybody off, you know, Kevin, mm-hmm. Dustin, Gary, um, Tony, and he, he, he rattled everybody off. He goes, I want you to take this car and go on drag week. So our... When we got the car, like I said, we had to fight through all those things that, that he originally did. We, uh, he had the whole computer and wiring harness tucked under the hood up by the passenger headlight. And it looked like an octopus. I mean, it literally <laughs> looked, I mean, the computer's right there and then all these wires just running everywhere. So we oh had in the the thing is too carl was all about making like he would almost make like a fail safe system so like you would throw a toggle switch to bypass a circuit there was a lot of wiring in there that didn't i mean it just you would look at it and scratch your head and like oh my god it's almost like he was making a satellite to get launched right. in this and like, he, he's just like thing. wow I need this to be able to turn on and off whenever I want it to click. Right, right, right. And, you know, we were just like, when, when we got the car into my shop the first time and, and Kevin and I were looking at it, Kevin's like, if we're going to make this a drag week car, we have to simplify this. thing." <laughs> so we just, so, we just started pulling stuff out, man. I mean, so that what's, was, what's the setup in the car right now? The, in the, in the car right now we have, it's a LS2, a 6.0 and the motors out of a, uh, chevy ssr pickup cool i don't really know much about it i i tried asking carl about it and he just you know he he wouldn't give me much information about it we'd always have something else or he would kind of like so i don't know much history about how he got the motor um i that that part i don't know but i mean it's it's all aluminum ls2 Mm -hmm. and uh it's got the uh the trailblazer ss intake on it it has stock heads on it for the most part the only thing we did was we stuck a stage three brine tooling race cam in it yeah Uh, and we're throating it with about 250 shot of nitrous that's awesome so what what trans is in it it's a 4l60 and it's built up the uh the trans the transmission builder is a gentleman named mike filler and he is a friend of carl's out of sterling colorado oh that's cool pretty much followed what those boys do i'm trying to think of the name that builds those real kick-ass race transmissions in tennessee um i'm sorry i can't think of them right off the hand right now but he pretty much followed their recipe to build a stage two 4l60 you know everybody's like well you know 4l60s are weak and say you can build those things to handle some oh yeah well and the the, thing is the the secret ingredient to that is the trans brake that we run on that car. I know a lot of people say, "Oh, a brake and a sixty Rosler Rosler transmission makes a trans brake for a fellow four L sixty, and we used it the whole time." I actually I've been using it for a year before race week, and it wow, has that's not awesome. given me any problems whatsoever, man. I mean, so I can go up there and stall up to my converter about thirty eight, thirty nine. 
4,000 RPM, and then I have my nitrous come on at 41 as soon as I let my finger go. So, wow. And that, like, I mean, we were cutting 1,460 with that thing when it was running good there at the tail end. You know, Tulsa, the first day we had some issues. I think everybody, well, most everybody did with traction. Yeah, the cart didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we couldn't get it to bite. I had to foot brake, go up there and, and run. I think I ran an 11.5, but, you know, that, that's, that's what it is. You, you have to tune your car for the conditions at the track, you know. I, I can't be upset with those, you know. Supposedly they ran a, uh, uh, a street outlaw event with no uh no track prep or whatever one of those no prep rent uh, events and you know it, it is what it is you know you can't yep. you, everybody was at the same disadvantage that i was so does it yep. make sense to get upset no just deal with yep. it move on and that's what we did yeah i mean we were running 15 twos consistently <laughs> <laughs> and hey i've never been so excited to do that hey when we ran our 14 in, uh, what was day three? Oklahoma City? Dude, you, you would have thought we ran an eight. It was awesome. Come back. I watched, we're high I, watched, I watched the video. You were pretty stoked, man. So that, and that's what it's all about, dude. It's not about, you know, how fast you can go. Sure, that's cool. But, man, you can get out there and have a good time and, and, and yep. progressively improve. That, that's what it's about, man. I mean, that's well, what life's about. You know? Yeah, and it was our that's our first time we've done uh the hot rod power tour, but never like a drag week or Rocky Mountain Race Week or anything like that before. So it was awesome to get to do that. Plus I had done those events with my brother and like this one, uh my buddy Dustin went with me. And so him and I had only hung out, you know, in passing a couple hours over like the last two or three years of time, but like never where we're fixing to spend a week together, you know. So it was cool to like get to know him like that and just all the conversations we had. And he's as goofy as I am. So it really worked well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say enough about my co-pilot Gary Visser, man, because I mean, we go way back. I mean, before I was even into cars, you know, this, me and him, we, we, you know, we drank beer together and ran around together and everything. So yeah. we, we went way back. So we we're two peas in a pod, man. We can, we can, and my and and hot Carl doesn't even have a radio. And when you have somebody in there that that you get along with, you don't need a radio, man. Yep. I mean, really. I mean, you can sit there and shoot the shit all day, and yep. it sure makes the trip short when you have somebody yeah. in there. That 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 was the the weird part for me is like so I went from the cart where we had the huge stereo and you know just jamming and taking pictures and videos, and then I get in with Jonathan Stonecipher in the Black Nova. And like literally wearing earplugs in a race car, like couldn't talk. It was sign language for all the stuff, you know, it was, it was interesting for sure on the, on the total opposite ends of everything there. What, uh, what, uh, what times was he getting in that car? Uh, at 10 40s. Oh, wow. In a, that car is pretty salty. It's a, it's a LS platform. I think it's a LS two. Uh, it's carburetor, no nitrous or anything like that. It, it runs well. The car is set up for just about any kind of, um, it, he's got engine plates and all that kind of stuff. So he has, he's run big blocks, small block. He said he'd run a big block Ford if somebody would give it to him. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so. But all right. So tell us, let's, let's work through. So we talked about Tulsa and your uh, traction issues and things like that there. I mean, how'd the rest of the week go? Man, you know what? Um, I, I put, we were having some issues with that, uh, that uh, 
double adjustable front suspension. And I did some Googling videos and stuff like that and watching how people kind of set their stuff up. And uh, I think Summit, I found a video where Summit Racing actually showed what you're kind of supposed to set your suspension up, stuff like that. But but uh, I was talking to Kevin Fangman, one of my buddies on uh, on on this just this race week here, and he was like, "Man, he goes, we we needed to get something set up on there." And uh, he he told me to add a little bit more compression to the uh, to the dials underneath there. So I did that, and it seemed like it kind of helped a little bit. But then when we uh, I I made a phone call to a bracket racer buddy of mine, Troy Ross. And he got me lined out on what we needed to do. He's like, man, he goes, jack that compression all the way up and turn that rebound all the way down. And he said, that's what you need to do. And man, as soon as we did that, this that car started started doing good. Um, that's you know, great. we we we. Uh, I'm trying to think of the time that we ran in Topeka. I think it was a 10.6 somewhere in there. And I think that was. I think I only ran it once in Topeka, maybe twice. But uh, if you turn that kind of time, you, yeah, you turn that kind of time, you put it up. Now, what what class were you guys in? Uh, we were in the ten second class. Okay. Because we that was the other thing too, you know. I mean, and I knew what the car was capable of. We we uh, we would go down to uh, the racetrack there. Heartland is fifty minutes away from me, man. But here's the thing, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm bagging on Heartland, but I'm gonna probably sound like I'm bagging on Heartland. But they're 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 just they're they're difficult to deal with there and i'd rather load my car up and drive three hours down to Mays, kansas at uh, kansas international dragway down there by wichita i'd rather do that and go down there and and just those guys are so awesome down there and uh that, that's where i take my car to go race so that's cool. three weeks before we ran i took it down there and we ran a 10 10 I think it was a 10-6, a 10-6. So I was like, man, and that was without the, I mean, we needed to do some work on the shift points on the transmission and stuff, which Jeff Mathis and Topeka helped me with. And uh, I was like, man, I, I just, I, I didn't want to slow the car down. And that's why we went with the 10 second class. I just, I didn't, I didn't want to slow the car down and try to compete. I just wanted to go there and go balls out with the car, man. I mean, yep. whatever it could do, it could do and and be happy with it so it's not like i was trying to slow it down and then and i just i, I don't like doing that i don't want to sandbag man I, I when i'm racing i want the car to perform as most as it can well so, and so jason cunningham in the white regular cab truck that was with us uh he ran 11 class and that was his problem he was like consistently running 1070s he's like uh, he's like i'm having to turn the boost down and all you know so every track was a whole different guessing game he'd get out there and run like 10 8 10 9 10 and you know like you know, he's making all those extra passes to i think right. uh the last day in tulsa he made eight passes in a row like oh off the track and loop back around and get it back in the lane it was wild yeah that I mean, it, it's just that's not the way I operate, man. I'd just rather go and and not have the stress. And that was the main thing. We 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 wanted to do this for Carl because it was the same exact tracks that we met Carl on twenty fourteen. I mean, it just worked out. I mean, yep. We were set up to go on Drag Week. We actually, I didn't get in. I was, I want to say, I was the first few hour, whatever they call it. I was, I was so many 
slots on the backside. But gotcha. the other thing is they have never turned anyone away that showed up with a car on their trailer ready to race. Yep. And yep. that's what I was planning on. I was going to go there with the car on the trailer and say, hey, I didn't get in, but I want to be involved. With yeah, this. but so- somebody else didn't show up either, so let me have their spot. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it, it just didn't, you know, Hot Rod canceled, and then and then we were kind of bummed out about it for a while, and then we heard that race week was going to take, you know, take over, and this is where we're going to run, and it just all fell into place. I'm like, holy, oh, yeah. holy crap, this is the same venue that that we met Carl on and and raced with him on so yeah. it just it just it just all come together and so that's... so after you meet carl at the at the gas station and he's talking to you and he's too close and you're you go to the next track uh like did, was he staying in the same hotels you guys were or was he like he, y- y'all he was with you guys the thing is man when we met carl i thought this guy literally had like his life savings was 200 bucks. He didn't, he didn't give, he didn't give out. A, I didn't think the guy had a dime. I mean, mm-hmm. I really didn't. He was sleeping in his car. You know, he was going track to track. You know, he didn't talk about anything that he had going on. I just like, okay, you know, man. And, and I was like, Carl, you know, why don't you come stay with us? And we, we put him up in our room, you know, and that mm-hmm. was like the, the first night we did that. I was like, Oh man, you know, are we going to get put up? Are we, <laughs> you're going to wake up in the morning. <laughs> right. Right. But, you know, and that's when we really got to know him. And he was just mm-hmm. he, he's such a – just a great guy, man. And That's uh, awesome. He, 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 is, he was so knowledgeable about stuff. And he, he worked – I'm trying to think of the contractor that worked for the government. That made, I think it was – is it Martin Marietta? Mm, I think I it, yeah, I, it was it – was, I, I, I'm trying to think of it, but I can't right off the top of my head. But – he actually worked on some satellites for the U.S. government. Wow, that's cool. There's a, in, in one of my memorial videos, I think my only memorial video that I have, there's a, pic, a Polaroid of him standing in front of a satellite with a retractable boom. And I asked him about that Polaroid because we found that. And I'm like, Carl, I said, what's up with this? He goes, Dino, I can't talk about it. I said, that's Carl, cool. this was in the 60s, 70s, Carl. I think he can. He goes, nope. And I said, Okay. <laughs> And that was that was where the conversation ended. But he, he 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 his fabricating skills were top notch. That's and that's what he mainly did. He was a fabricator, and I want to say that's probably what led to his demise with his lung cancer. I mean, he did smoke, but you know he's he's welding these exotic metals. And back then, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't they didn't do the fresh air and stuff like that. You just had a nope. hood and and you breathed it, and that you know stainless and everything else. And yeah. And, and I think that's probably what got it. But. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, my, my dad had uh, lung cancer, and we lost him in February. So, yeah, lung cancer. Because yeah. the crazy part about it is you don't have any nerve endings in your lungs, so you don't know that you have it. Right. Then, then it hits somewhere else, and that's when problems start. <laughs> so uh, we talked about Topeka, and you're 10 sixes in Topeka. Any of the – like any of the drive days, you guys have any issues – uh, like as far as the car or anything like that? The only problem we had, and this was my own fault for being cheap, is not putting enough shielding on the exhaust. It got a little warm in there. Gary got a little <laughs> bit of heat rash on his leg. Uh, I'm used to heat because I'm around asphalt, so it wasn't yep. too terrible on my end, but there are a couple of times when I'm driving, and I really thought about taking a nap when I was <laughs> driving, and I was, I was like, eh, you know, this ain't good. We need to pull over and kind of 
kind of wake up a little bit. But man, yep. I did. the car did wonderful on the road. I mean, we we didn't have any issues other than the heat problem. And then, and like I said, that's my own fault for not putting enough uh, exhaust shielding, wrapping the headers, and all that other stuff. Yep. But that is going to be rectified when we go on the next one. So <laughs> that's cool. So now, um, so uh, see what we do. Oklahoma City, what what times were you running? Because that was like hero day. Oklahoma City at night, it got stupid. People right, right. their best time. I mean, like we shaved almost four tenths off of our time, literally running the same setup. I didn't change anything. I just rolled into the throttle instead of like matting it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what, what was y'all's best time in Oklahoma City? I think... We ran, and I think it was another 10-6, there in awesome. Oklahoma. And, uh, man, you know, at that point, I was just like, you know, can, and I, I'm pretty sure I think I made another run. Yes, I did make another run a little later, and I spun. And I was just like, okay, enough of that, and we <laughs> ended up calling it a day. So yeah. we got out of there fairly quick, went and showered up, got something to eat, and, and we were on the road in the morning. So. Yeah, I, I wish I had uh, left the track early every night. I think we closed every track except Topeka. We were so tired second day, so tired. And mm-hmm. we made our passes, and we just got out of there. We were at the hotel by 9, but, heck, I was up till 3 editing a video. So. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> it was yeah. Wild. Um, so we go Oklahoma City. Uh, Oklahoma City to Great Bend was um, by far our longest day because we broke in Medicine Lodge, Kansas, and uh, ended up – driving from Medicine Lodge to Tulsa to pick up a truck and trailer and back to Medicine Lodge, which was like 230 something miles one way. So it was, it was, that was the night. That was the night you didn't get any sleep, right? I mean, you guys just Ironmaned it through the whole thing. Yeah. We, uh, we didn't get to the hotel until 4:30, and then, uh, didn't really get to sleep till about five. And we, we slept till about eight 30. So it was three hours. I mean, it was about the normal for me. It was about three hours of sleep. (laughs) It was pretty wild. (laughs) It was pretty wild. The first two nights were my own fault because I was trying to get a video out. You know, I I knew we had had the interview with 1320 and I knew we would have a a slight bump in the the viewership. And so I thought, man, if we're going to have a bump, I'm going to give them something to look at. So I would edit these videos and the Wi-Fi at the hotel sucked because we were staying in cheap hotels they were good hotels and safe but like what hotel wi-fi sucks so yeah and i would be up all night trying to save the video then load the video and then do all the tags and descriptions and stuff and then by the time we were you know oklahoma city to great bend then we i didn't do any videos that night which i, I had plenty of time i was in the car for eight hours you know i could have while i was riding i could have been editing but i did not feel like it at that point <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so Oklahoma City, uh, Great Bend, uh, you guys made passes at every track. So h- how was your Great Bend experience? Great Bend was perfect, man. Um, here, here's a cool story. We uh, we pull in and uh, the uh, old Cletus and his gang pull in behind us and they kind of line cut us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <the> man. Lady- <laughs> I know, right? And, and the lady that was helping us, she got fighting pissed i mean she oh my god she got mad and she goes who do those guys think they are i said well to be honest i said those are the youtube sensation cletus mcfarland she's like i don't give up 
I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> I don't give a, you know what I'm saying, but oh, yeah, yeah. she marched right over there and gave them the business. And that's awesome. I don't know if that's on one of their videos or not. I imagine probably not. <laughs> no, they may have been recording it right in the beginning and then shut that thing out. I edited that out. But I tell you what, man, one cool thing, and I will tell you this uh, about Cletus and his gang. Cletus came over to us and apologized for that. And oh, wow, that's cool. That was cool. That that was pretty neat. And he didn't have to do that at all because, I mean, we were just, you know, we, we, and we know what, what brings people to these events, you know, is the big yep. boys. That's what they're there for, you know, to, to get people in the stands, to get people interested hey, in everything. your channel's I, growing. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> Here's one thing that, that we started the channel. Uh, we really started pushing our channel back uh, like two and a half years ago now because of documenting stuff. Cause there's like, I don't remember anything. Like you can ask my wife, I don't remember anything. And so I figured if I, when I have grandkids, I can be like, look at what Paul Paul did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it is cool to, to do stuff and, and put it on the plat YouTube platform. And then you can always access it. I, that's what yeah. I like about it, you know, cause I, I have stuff on there from, from way back, you know, and I was making my little slideshow videos and stuff like that from 2012 drag week, 2014, 2016, stuff like that. And, uh, I actually got to the point where it's like, it's just so time and consuming to do those. And, and like I said, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not very internet savvy or anything like that. I can record something and put it up to YouTube, but I mean, it's my top internet savvy stuff is those slideshow videos that I used with a real old windows format program. Yeah, that, there that's, you go. that's it for me, you know, and, and, uh, we're going to get, uh, Dustin, uh, Dustin's Mrs. Uh, ginger. She's going to, uh, she's going to help us with a, with a video for this year. So I'm looking forward oh, that's to awesome. with contributing to that with pictures and videos and stuff like that. And I, we took plenty, we have plenty of, uh, of footage so it should be should be pretty cool i'm i'm hoping that we can get started on that here shortly but you, yeah. know, you know how stuff is she's a teacher oh. so she's busy and we'll time. just have to make it work sometime yeah finding time exactly well and then like us i mean i took like 70 videos every day now some of them are like three and four seconds walking around the car but i mean that's still 70 videos i had to go through you know and what's funny is the longest day the 22 hour day i took the least amount of videos <laughs> where it was like <laughs> We didn't do any drag racing on that day. We all we did was drive all day, so it was pretty wild. So Great Bend was a good track, and then you did we go back to Tulsa? Uh, any anything between Tulsa and Great Bend, and then uh, pastimes at uh, Tulsa? You know, for the most part, no. I mean, it. it I mean, it, it was pretty much everything kind of just fell into place, you know, uh, uh, we drank some beer there at uh, great Bend, you know, and that actually great Bend was one and surprising. That was one of the fastest times that a hot Carl put out and everybody told me, and excluding my bracket racer buddies, great Bend is, Oh, figure on two tenths slower. That track is two tenths slower in Tulsa. It's two tenths slower than, than noble, you know, just, just plan on it. Well, we went and ran a 10, four, five at great Bend. Dang. And yeah, I mean, Hot Carl was running good that night, man. And uh, we, 
you know, I was just like, why, why beat the crap out of it, man? If I'm happy with this pass, let's, let's go. I think I, I think I uh, ran a second one, but I, I spun out a little bit. So usually when I do that, I just shut it down, man. And just limp to yeah. the finish. No, no sense staying in it and putting that wear and tear on the car and chewing up nitrous. Cause that's another thing too. You know, I, I brought four 15 pound bottles of nitrous and I wanted to make sure that I had plenty and I didn't want to have to fill up. Um, I knew there was a place down there in Tulsa, uh, or there's a, a speed shop down there, but you know, I, I just, if, if I can main, you know, maintain what I had and it worked out good. There was one bottle yeah. I didn't even touch. So that I was on my third bottle there. At, well, and uh, by that point, you know, I've bought shirts, I've bought food at the concession stands up almost every day. You know, like we were like, by the time we were rolling into Tulsa, we were like, <laughs> money looked tight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing too. Yeah. Uh, that credit card of mine was smoking by the time we pulled yeah. in. So. <laughs> yep. I hear you. But. That's awesome. So you get to Tulsa. Uh, it's the last day. I mean, people are turning their stuff up like in Tulsa. It, it was, it was a lot of people set personal bests and all that kind of stuff. So what kind of times were you guys running uh, when we got, I got, I, I got like a 10, five, nine there at Tulsa. And we went back, we scratched our heads a little bit. I did, uh, like I said, I'm, I was sh spraying about 220 through a plate on that, on that, uh, which is about what I've been told, probably the maximum that you should shoot through a plate system behind the throttle yeah, button. Makes sense. Like, I tell you what, man, I said, well, what do we got to lose? I said, I'm going to rev, I'm going to, uh, I have a window switch in there to keep us from, from spraying through the shifts of the transmission. I said, I'm going to raise it up a little bit. We're going to go up a couple more hundred RPM and we're going to throw the 250 jet in. And then on my standalone fuel system, I gave it about another half pound of fuel since we were spraying a little bit more nitrous. Mm -hmm. Went up, staged, um, and ended up spinning the tires just a little bit. Not too terrible, but then I ran like a 10.7. And then at that point, you know, I'm just like, all right, you know, I kind of see what it, cause he, he, I might've had the fuel either too rich, you know, and that, and that's possible. And I just, we just, I just like, man, I'm not going to grenade the car. We tried it. It didn't work. I'm happy where we're at. Yep. And, and, yep. and that's pretty much what happened. I ran two fast there at Tulsa that, that lived uh, to fight another day. So all right. who all was with you on the trip? You may have said in the beginning, but it's been a long yeah. time. Um, the my co-pilot Gary Visser, real good friend of mine. Well, we've known each other for years, and we go back to 2012 Drag Week. We did 2012 Drag Week, 2014, and uh, 2016 together. Uh, Dustin Berg and Tony and Evan Party. Tony is Dustin's brother-in-law, and Evan is Tony's son, and they uh, they hung out with us. And Dustin was driving a 1986 Buick Regal T-Type, mm, and he was yep. 14 second class. So that, that, uh, that's Kevin, a super nice car. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's a really nice car. Uh, he, I, I think I think he climbed out one day. Uh, it was the day we saw you at the uh, uh, at the checkpoint with the the lady in the dress. You know, the big statue dress. Oh yeah. Um, and he gets out of the car and he goes, "Hey, Mister Narks," and I was like, <laughs> "Hey, man." And I was like, who the heck is that dude? <laughs> yeah. And like, it bugged me for two days. And I was like, I don't know. He'll have to come back up and talk to me. After. <laughs> no, that's, that's Dustin. He, and he's been, he's been with us for a while, man. He, great guy. Great guy. He lives down there in, in, uh, in uh, Derby, Derby, Kansas. Cool. Uh, 
uh, Kevin Fangman, he, he is the one that pretty much got me going on these uh, drag week trips. He, he came along, but he didn't quite get his. He's got a 1972 Nova that's a uh, that's an LX, LS uh, platform, and it's turbo. And it's going to be quite the runner, but he just ran out of time, man. He didn't get it yep. quite fixed. So so he came along with his pickup and ran in the 14-second class. And cool. uh, here's, here's something that was kind of unique and weird at the same time. Um, we met a fellow. And I think we were staying at Topeka. Yeah, we were. It was Topeka. I was changing plugs in Hot Carl, and this gentleman that has a uh, he had a 1999 uh, C5 Vet, and he has the 6.0 LS conversion in it. His name is Ryan Sellen, and he is actually, believe it or not, he is from Colorado. Carl is oh. from Colorado. Yeah. We met Carl in Topeka. We met Ryan in Topeka. Whoa. So <laughs> that's it's kind of an in and Ryan's uh Ryan's he he's he had a friend of his that was competing in one of the classes and something happened and he had to split. They had like a family emergency or something like that. So here's Ryan. He was just out in the parking lot and we started bullshitting with him and uh you know, he, he tagged along with us too. So that's and, cool, and, man. That, and that's and that's what the event's about, man, is is yeah. making friends and, and you know and and it just, yeah. it's just, it was weird because we were talking, I was like, well, where are you from? He goes, from Colorado. I said, what? This is just bizarre. So, yeah, it's just. That's cool. A pretty neat coincidence. Ended up uh, picking up a, a group of, I mean, they were probably early 20s. I really don't know. But uh, in like a 16 or 17 Mustang GT, super nice dudes and just letting it eat. I don't know if you've seen the video. I think it's day two or three uh, where the dude does the trailer black and the black mustang those guys oh my gosh man that guy yeah, they, was in that car they beat on that car yeah i know what you're talking about i seen that video yeah they they, yeah. they lit it up so yeah, it was awesome they, they were good dudes one of them ended up riding with jonathan for uh, i mean like three hours and uh the other guys ran onto the track and that guy ended up staying with us and he's going to be on a video that i'm going to put out in a couple days uh, I left the, the camera with Jonathan and Dustin to get some rollers of the cart. And uh, we got no rollers of the cart, but we got some very inappropriate video from inside the truck. So <laughs> I, I couldn't put it in with anything because there's some music in the background and copyrights and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just going <laughs> to let it be its own video. But let's just say it'll be, uh, it's in uh, Rocky, it's in race week uh, fashion, like how much fun we all had. Oh, that's great. That's great. Oh, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, so you guys, are, one question I always try and ask everybody is like, are you a forever or a never participant? And I think I'm probably going to stop asking because I think everybody after doing these kind of events are always forever. You're always going to try and figure out how to attend something like this. I tell you what, I've been on three drag weeks and not once have I ever had an interaction with uh, uh, the main dudes from, from Hot Rod. This first race week, I actually uh, got to meet uh, Mr. Frost several times. And, uh, you know, it, it just, it's a totally different feel. And, 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 and we had a blast this year, you know. Uh, drag week can almost become robotic, I think was, and I put a Facebook post out on that and then talked a little bit about that and everything. And, and it just, it, it's, you know, it, especially the slower cars, man. They, I felt like I was a part of something on this one, yep. you know, 
in 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 in, uh, in uh, don't get me wrong i had gr- i had great times on 12 14 and 16 and actually 16 i uh i made the quick 32 i was like number 28 or 29 in my trans am and i actually made the finals of the bracket race and lost wow. by seven thousandths of a second in oh. that, that race yeah and and i tell you what man i mean with all the all the fun and everything that we had there, I, I would probably almost trade it for what happened this year. I yeah, mean, and what's crazy what, is like, what blew me away, and I was talking to Wendy Martin of 301, and because I had wanted to do podcast interviews with everybody during the week and stuff, and I, was, I told her, I said, I felt like I would have all this time to do all this stuff. And, and she said, on normal race week, you do. Like, cause the drive days and things like you have two drive days built in and all this kind of stuff. So I, I'm definitely a forever and I want to, you know, if our family vacations allow for me to do this and things like that. I mean, it was just really cool. Cause I felt like there was no time that you could not have walked up to Matt or uh, June. I mean, she ran the table and talked to every single racer, every one of them. Uh, the whole week, every day, you know, all 280 of us or whatever there was, like she had to keep up with all of those time slips and all that every single day. And they were both smiling and happy and nice. And it was just awesome. Matt was always in, seemed like in a pretty good mood. I mean, I I didn't, there wasn't a time where I was blown away. And uh, Adam Dory, the announcer, I mean, I never got to spend much time with him, but he did a great job. So it was fun. Most definitely. I, 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 the one little interaction that we had with Adam when he was talking about all the messages and stuff like that he was getting from people who were saying hot Carl on the live feed, you know, <laughs> like, you know what that means, right? And I was like, oh my God, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. We, we, I can't say enough about Matt and June. Um, they, they, I, any, at any time, I did not feel like, like I was an outsider or I couldn't approach them with something or, or yep. something like that. And, and that's, that's, I think that that's the family atmosphere that the whole event had. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, as I say this right now, I, I don't see myself stressing out about going to another drag week, you know, I mean, yep. I, I think, uh, I think race week's the way to go. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. All right, dude. Well, I've got to get out. I've got to put the front bars back on the cart. I've got to get the front sway bar put back on for our event Saturday because if you take corners with the big tires on, it rubs the uh, roll cage bars because of the body lean. So I, I got to get that knocked out tonight. Tonight's my only night in the shop. So uh, I'll let you go. Man, I really, really, really appreciate you taking the time to tell the story. That's it's a really cool story. And uh We'll have you back on for sure because I'd like to keep an update of the the car and and kind of the events that you attend and and what you yeah do. most definitely and and thank you so much for for letting me tell this story you know I mean I was I was really hoping and and that's what I wanted to do when I brought the car out you know I I mean I I wanted I I Carl's life needs to be celebrated and not forgotten and yep the. Uh, and and I miss my friend, man. I, w- I wish he was here to see this, but I know he's watching, watching above. So. Yep. Yeah, that's how you end up with that 1045. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you.